We're here, man. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button. Welcome to episode 369, and I am Combo. Today's show, Tyler Parker of The Ringer joins in to talk OKC basketball, the NBA draft, Pat Bev's media run, and more. A fantastic conversation with Tyler. You could find Tyler on Twitter, Tyler Parker without the E's. That's T-Y-L-R. P-A-R-K-R. You know you can find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Parker of The Ringer. Welcome to Combo's Corner. How are things? Good. Thanks for having me. Things are good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, tell me more about the Tank Diaries. The Tank Diaries. The Tank Diaries, that was last season. That uh, came about. I'm a Thunder fan. I'm from Oklahoma originally. Um, I played college ball at a tiny, tiny NAI school there. Well, NCAA D2 now. NAI D1 at the time um, and uh, like got the thunder arrived when I was in college. And so just got super duper into it. Um, and yeah, I had just been writing about it, um, you know, kind of got in, uh, got a foot in the door at the ringer there and, uh, and had the idea that um, the thunder were trying, you know, pretty obviously to tank pretty hard <laughs> last, uh, last season. Um, but they were having a hard time doing it especially whenever Horford was still in the mix um, and, yeah. whenever, and whenever SGA was playing well before his, uh, his foot ankle thing. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it, it's like, it's like weird because like, I know it existed because he didn't play for the Canadian national team, but I also know, you know, <laughs> you know whatever. but um, the, uh, I don't know that uh, anything wasn't wrong. You know what I'm saying? But they were obviously like, they had incentive to hold him out. Um but uh, but yeah, I, as I was watching all of that, it was just sort of struck me that this was very kind of funny that a team couldn't be bad, even though they were trying really hard to be. And um, I was already watching the games um, and had been talking to some buddies and, and they thought it was funny, too. And I was just like, oh, maybe there's something here. And uh, yeah, I, I had been doing uh just freelancing for the ringer at, at that, at that point, just kind of like independent contractor type. And um, uh, yeah, but they, they very like the idea and uh, yeah, just kind of started doing that. It was a weekly thing that I did there where basically I just kind of talked about the team and kind of, you know, you, you go over the week that was, and then what was coming, but kind of, you know, you sort of look at the idea of tanking and the experience of it as a fan where, you know, on the one hand, you're seeing this team, these guys are working hard and, you know, it's, in you to want them to do well and you want the, the team to succeed. Like that's kind of like ingrained in you as a fan, right? Even though it's counterintuitive to maybe the, the, the future success, maybe it's better obviously now to lose so that you get a better draft pick, whatever. But, you know, I kind of, the, the initial way that I came at it was they beat the Spurs on a buzzer beater last year, about halfway through the year, Lou Dort hit a three, Horford hit him in the corner. 
Um, and, uh, you know, big shot, super fun. Dort's super hard worker, like undrafted two-way dude has really built himself yeah. into something. And like the fan base has really embraced him. It felt like a fun, fun moment. Um, and, it, you know, I had the experience in that game, like, you know, I, I, the, the, they, they take the ball out of bounds. And I'm really thinking like, I, you know, it'd be, be better if we didn't score here. Like in, in, in the end, <laughs> it'd be better. But then once Horford passed the ball to Dort, like in my body, I was just, I, I only wanted it to go in. I just wanted yeah. the I just wanted it to go in and it, it did. And I was pumped up about it. And then, you know, 30 minutes go by and you're like, I don't know if that was a good thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that, that was kind of the impetus for it. And then, yeah, just kind of, it grew from there. Most definitely. I mean, the Thunder are super fun. I think the biggest question now is when they turn that corner out of tank mode. I always thought this whole season that Chet could be a guy that could get that done for them. In my opinion, I don't think the Thunder will get Chet now, but Jabari's another guy who could really help them get out of tank mode. He could provide some much needed shooting next to Josh and Shea. Um, what are your thoughts on those prospects and who would you like to see land with the Thunder? You know, it's so weird, like even, you know, up, up, up before the, 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 the lottery and stuff, when, you know, when you don't know when it's going to fall, like, you know, you can't help start projecting ahead and looking at these dudes. And I just had such a hard time figuring out who I would rather have. And it was kind of mm. bothering me for a while. I was like, no, I need to have like a, you, know, you, need, you need to have like an opinion, right? You need to be able to say like, no, 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 this guy's going to suck. And this guy's going to be good. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, and I just like, could never get there. Like, I, you know, Chet scares the hell out of me, like physically, like, you know, I want to be more evolved in that, you know, in my thinking, like, I want to just see the skill and the, like the ability, like, what he might be able to be on ball, you know, a few years down the line, whatever I want to, I, I want to just see the versatility and not be the guy who's like, yeah, but he's a toothpick. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to be that, but I can't help it. That being said, obviously if we got him, I'd be stoked. And, but, but in, in, as I went through it, like, you know, the Jabari stuff, unbelievable shooter, you put him next to, like you say, Shay and, and Giddy, he's going to eat the number of uncontested jumpers he's going to get is going to be astronomical. He's going to be able to, he'll, he'll be a double digit scorer instantly without even really breaking a sweat. I think the thing with him, right. is like, if you're going to have a dude that's going to operate on the perimeter a lot, and he's going to be like a guy who you're going to want to get the ball to, wouldn't you want some a one dude like that to be able to dribble a little bit more than once or twice? That's why Chet's ceiling is higher because he could create right. for his own on his own. Right. And so it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's like trying to weigh, you know, what's, what's, I mean, the, 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 the on both of them defensively are obviously super duper exciting, the potential there. Um, you know, Jabari obviously more physically developed and maybe on the perimeter able to compete more right now, but you know, Chet, you know, that like the high end, high end version of Chet, right? Like there's like switchability there too. It seems like, mm -hmm. like yeah. laterally, it seems like he could have that in him. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, all that to say, like, I'll be happy with any of them. And even if, 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 if somehow like if Paolo starts shooting up, if all, you know, the, these, and it's, and it's not because it, it was weird. Like I thought it was going to be like a, a, you know, a three person tier. And it does feel like people are kind of trying to turn it into kind of like, Jabari and Chet and then there's like a mini tier with just Paolo and then it's like it feels that Ivy way below that you know what I'm saying yeah like, and so it's I'll be interested to see if that holds 
because I would honestly be happy with Paolo too. Like the way that the league's going, a 6'10 dude with a body like that, that can handle it and get his shot. I can also play make a little bit like I wish he wanted a guard, but it's, you know, that it's hard to not be excited about a guy like that with a skill set like that. Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned Jaden is like fourth to a lot of people, but yeah. I don't really think it's the greatest fit in Sacramento. So he could I slide don't think down. either. I'm yeah. With you. Yeah, I think it could slide he could slide down even further, even though he's super talented. Who do you think Sacramento usually are you like a sharp guy? I think they take sharp. I think they go with the mystique there. I like my top five, I think not even my top five, the top the five that I would project how I think right. it's gonna go would be Chet, Jabari. Uh, Paulo, he'll, he'll be the best available there. Then Sharp. Then I really do like Ivy next to Cade in Detroit. That would so, be cool. Yeah. So that's that my five right there. Fun. Yeah. Cade would be able to like unlock a lot of stuff for him, and he that he could he could he could figure stuff out at his own pace. He wouldn't have to worry about getting other dudes involved and stuff. That he could just he could just worry about scoring and kind of come along slow. That's a good point. So, yeah, I don't think that um, Chet lands in OKC. I think Jabari does. But that is a nice fit because SGA and Josh, they're shooting. I mean, SGA could shoot it. Josh is a little bit hesitant. Yeah. But I think Jabari is a great fit there. And he could – do you think that means with him they could probably turn the corner out of tank mode? That's – dude, that's the, like – that's a question me and my Thunder fan, like, friends and stuff, we keep asking. And I really don't know. I'm, I'm really fast. I'll be really, really fascinated to see kind of like what, you know, as the team reveals itself, right, like the year goes along, if they are competitive, if they are, if they are like on the verge of that play-in mode, like does Presty let that hold or does he try to pull, you know, some, some rip cords again? I'll be fascinated to see that. I think that – um, Presty has shown he's willing to go to drastic measures if he thinks that it's necessary to give the organization the best chance to be successful for years and years down the line. And <laughs> right. so if he is sitting there watching like Wimbenyama tape and he's like, Oh. I gotta have. I gotta be able to. And if he like, or, or if or if he's like watching or, or women Yama and Scoot, and he's like looking at both of them, he's like, "This is." It, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, I hope he. I, I don't want to. I don't. I'm ready to be done with it. Honestly, this right. whole thanking thing. I'm really ready to kind of just like, you know, I, we don't need to go like trading for like you know overpriced vets and stuff, trying to go win or whatever. But I'm definitely ready to like. Let's not be sitting our young dudes anymore. It could, it's also an incredible tactic to keep your job forever, right? Just like oh, always, <laughs> always look to the future, you know? No, no, yeah, no, that's what I'm. <laughs> I, what I tried, what I tried to do when I got my gig at the Ringer, I said, "Look, the, the my, all my pieces are going to suck for a while, okay? They're going to be really bad, but I'm gonna, it's a, I'm going to be working on stuff in in the mix. I'm going to be working on stuff. You won't be able to see it at first, but in about five years, my stuff's going to be really good." What are your thoughts on the SGA Josh fit in general? Obviously, it'd be, it'll be great if they do get that big that stretches that they probably need right. everybody. They probably need everybody around that to stretch in and hit that three. But what are your thoughts on that fit between those two? It's not it's not a perfect fit, but I don't think it's as clunky as some people make it out to be. I I'm still of the belief that some of Shea's struggles from behind the line last year. I'm like, I'm going with those being the, the aberration and not the rule. Like that's, that's the first year that he's had some difficulty 
on like, you know, on that end. And since his rookie year, really, and uh, he was shooting it really, really well, um, uh, you know, a season ago. Um, and after he kind of came back, he, 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 he was out for a minute. After he came back, his percentages sort of, sort of went up to that kind of what they were. I still kind of believe in Shea's shot. I'm not ready to kind of give mm-hmm. it up. He's also, I mean, he's the, he's the guy that every defense is keying on in a major, major way, especially yeah. on some of these nights where some of our other dudes are sitting and he's out there with multiple two-way dudes and, you know, like, you know, Dort's having an off night and stuff like that. Like, he, it can get really lonely out there for him, I think, in isolation a lot of times with the current roster setup. So I'm, I'm still – feeling positive about his shot and the way that he can fit with Giddy because he can shoot Giddy's shot. I don't know how I feel about I'm not it. it, He, I was looking, it was, he played, I think 20 games, like sort of, you know, in the new year, like once like January hit and in those games on his free throws, he shot 77%. Mm. And I'm like, the, you know, the, the, the Homer in me wants to be like positive about that and think like, okay, like there's something to build off of here, like with the stroke, like at the line, right? Like the, the supposedly he's going to be changing his shot in the off season. Supposedly that's happening because it is funky coming out right now. He does kind of like have that step, right? Like, yeah. And so I, I'll be interested to see what happens there. The shot, like, you know, it's nothing. I'm not saying anything new. Like that was what everybody was saying when he was coming out. And when I was watching, I was just because the way the league is trending, it's really hard to be effective an effective perimeter dude if you can't shoot. And yeah. I, I don't I don't look at it and think like, oh, this is never going to happen. It's not some Andre Robertson situation. Right. Like I, I don't look at it like that. Um, I'm not like it's no problem at all. It'll be fine. But, right. but but I'm not I'm not in uh, I'm not in panic mode. I think that his vision is really special. Yes. His, his his handle was much tighter than I thought it was. He does play a little up and down. I wish he could get a little bit lower, and maybe that flexibility will come as he gets older and gets you know in the NBA the, the all that all that strength and conditioning stuff. Maybe that stuff improves. Um, but I was pleased with um, like how he held up physically don't get me wrong if and when they make the playoffs he's going to get hunted like a dog and until he proves he can get a stop and that's how it should be right but it um i was expecting to be more worried about him on that end and more worried about him athletically than i wound up be like than i wound up you know being i guess if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um it's uh because he really is he's a lot bigger than i think people Yes. Realized like yes. It, it, you see, you, you like see, you know, six, eight, six, nine on a sheet of paper, but then you look at him on the court next to dudes and he really is a, he's a big dude for a kid for whatever he was 18. I mean, yeah. Yeah. OKC has a lot to be excited about with those two. As you said, Josh Giddy's special passer. And what I really like about SGA's game, his deceleration and footwork in the lane is just elite. Dude, it's so he. I mean, his attention to detail on that end, like in the lane, the stuff that he's able to do um, at the last second, like the change mm-hmm. of direction stuff, where, like you say, because it's like there's a there's like a deceleration, mm-hmm. but it's all it's like coupled like with movement too, right? He's like he's it's not just like a straight line deceleration where it's like uh, you know he's 
going to the rim and then able to stop and the other guy's floating back and he's he's able to come off of like multiple euros and stuff like that like the flexibility um is just kind of crazy like i think like clearly his like core is like bonkers right like he just must be like insane um yeah but uh i i feel very like just as a fan very glad that he's on the thunder because of how different his game is than other guards in the league he right. is a he is a more interesting scorer, if that's a like yes. word to use. Like he's a more interesting scorer to me than other maybe more effective scorers are. You know what I'm saying? Like um, it's uh, and I think especially like you know if the shot does wind up being you know even if it's not you know forty forty one whatever even if he's able to just get it thirty seven thirty eight the way that he can get downhill just to be able to keep defenses honest and stuff like that enough. He's just he he can be super duper. Um, I, he can be very confusing for defenses. I think right, an interesting, a unique skill set, and so does Josh. Because you look at there's probably more effective playmakers, but his passing is super unique and super interesting. Another playmaker I want to get to, Chris Paul. You followed him closely with sure. the Oklahoma City Thunder. Sure, uh, you have to let me know what did you make of Pat Bev's media run, dude? <laughs> it's so funny, like. Because as a Thunder fan, right, like I got a mad history with Pat Bev, right? Like, I, you know, I'm not a, you know, Thunder fans are, the Thunder fans are not fans of Pat Bev. And so it was before Chris Paul was a Thunder player, even though he had been on the Hornets whenever they were in Oklahoma City, like I wasn't a Chris Paul fan. Like I wasn't like, obviously I thought he was a good player and everything like that. You, you know, you recognize like how elite the game is, but you know, like aesthetically, right? The vibe, not really into it. Um, but he was unbelievable for Oklahoma City that year. Mm-hmm. And he, like, he showed up and was invested and really helped Shay and, like, you know, could have been like a dick about it, right? And been like, no, this, I'm, you know, this, this is my year to prove myself again. Like, this is my show. And it wasn't, I mean, Shay was the leading scorer that year. Like it was right. You know, he, like it, it, uh, he was very, very good for Oklahoma city and to Oklahoma city. I, I did, I I didn't come like all the way around to where I'm like, okay, I'm just like a Chris Paul fan in general now, but I was like, all right, he's, he's good with me. Um, I feel bad for him after that game seven, honestly, I, I, it wasn't, it wasn't even one of those things where it was like funny where I think I could like clown him or something like that. Like it does seem like he just ran out of gas and just, I mean, sometimes you just don't have any left, right? Like sometimes there's yeah. not like a, sometimes, sometimes it's not like this, like it's adjustments, true. whatever. Like, I mean, he's not two weeks ago, he went 14 for 14 in a deciding game. The, the, like for the only, only dude since Wilt to do that. Yeah. And it's like, the, you know, these, the, the playoffs are so long that you just forget that these things happen. And it's just, sometimes it's just like, you know what? In basketball years, this dude is old. Yeah, I guess there's two sides to the spectrum there because anybody who's played basketball knows there's just those days you don't have it, right? Yeah. No matter how hard you try. But on the other end of the spectrum is when you're a top guy, you just have to find a way to get it do. done. I'm with or, you. I'm or, with or, you. Or it hurts your legacy. That It's the bottom line. It doesn't matter if you're a little banged up, if you're a little injured, if you're on the court, you're on the court. It's one of those things. It's it, it has always been sort of funny for because the, the 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 really the super duper pro Chris Paul people, right? 
you know, they, they, they you know, they often point to the numbers and even obviously like he's eye test, he's obviously all time too, right? Like, but there's, there is sort of an inability sometimes for them to accept like, no, this guy has come up short in big moments. Like he just, yeah. like, yes, in the, yes, regular season clutch numbers are sometimes for him, like off the charts as the, the year that he was in Oklahoma city, his clutch numbers. I think he led the league in clutch points. I think maybe that year in points per whatever, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was way up there if not. And it's not some situation where when he's on your team, like, and he has the ball, I wasn't like, um, you know, lacking confidence, right. I'm not thinking like, Oh, he's going to the bed or anything, but there, it's just like, and there's just, it's happened too many times, right. There was a series against the thunder whenever he's yeah. in the Clippers at, at that game five, that's, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's historic how th- that the way that that went, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's hard to, at the end of the, at the end of that, at the end of that Houston um, Oklahoma city series in the bubble, even that final possession, he kind of had a shot. Like when he was one-on-one with, I forget who was guarding him. He could have taken a shot and he didn't, you know, it got around a door and then door got blocked by Harden or whatever. And there's a world where you just say like, no, it wasn't a clean look. He was trying to get another look, but kind of in my head, I was like, dude, this is, you like are going against the, your old team. Like you got us here. Like, no one's like, take the shot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. some, it's hard to, sometimes those things do kind of like stay in the back of my head whenever I, whenever people talk about him, I guess. Yeah. I mean, playing against your old team, that's the biggest motivation in the world. Maybe outside of a championship. I said that about Harden. Like that's when I was really concerned about Harden yeah. when he didn't attack the nets. But um, one thing on the Pat Bev media run, yeah, he would yeah. just like, kind of like, find a way to diss Chris Paul because obviously when you compare it to Steph, right? Steph is the better player, but it's also the sure. type of player they are. And Steph's type, his archetype of player is always going to be harder to guard than the Chris Paul archetype. Like him talking about like he could kind of, uh, he doesn't have to sleep well at night or whatever you're saying. He could go out yeah. the night before or because yeah, when somebody's orchestrating offense for three quarters, it's easier to guard a guy like that than somebody who's running around screens and always going at you consistently. No matter who's actually the better player, it's about the archetype of player. Some archetypes of player are just harder to guard, you know? It's also like when I, when I heard him say that in my head, I was like, that's like dogging on some bodybuilder in the 80s because they're not Schwarzenegger. You know what I mean? It's right, like, right, yeah, right. okay. I saw I, he's not as hard to guard as the maybe the hardest right, guy to guard right, in the league. Right. Like, and it, not, it, it, it was funny nonetheless, though. It was funny. No, for sure. I mean, I, like, I get. That what, I, what I said to uh, 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 I was that Chris Ryan was who I was talking to before this. What I said to him, like, I get why ESPN had him back. I know right. why he was back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get I get that that's that that's theoretically good. It's, it's good TV. TV. It's good TV. Um, but I also and, and, and there is a part of me that is like, you know what? Like, let's just let these guys like talk. their sh-. Like, I do like that part of the game. But then I also get the people that are on the side things where it's like, dude, you're Pat Bev. Like you can't say this is Chris Paul. Like you just don't have a leg to stick. You know, like I get the kind of the Matt Barnes side of it too. I feel like it's fascinating to have these, like, I mean, Pat Bev gets knocked out of the playoffs, you know, is in every way sort of irrelevant to the season at this point, And then just drops into everybody's laps like this and is able to comment on guys that are still, it's just such a funny like ecosystem now. Great stuff. You're always welcome back on the show.
Dude, yeah, this was great, man. Thanks for having me. Where can we find you, man? Um, I nowhere. I'm the, 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 <laughs> well the, at the at the ringer, right? We can yeah, find yeah, you at the you ringer. Could, you, could, you could find me at the ringer. Um, I, the most recent thing I wrote was after the Thunder won the the or got won the second pick in the in the uh, lotto. I wrote oh, like, okay. a little reaction thing to that. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna be on be on some pods and then working on my next thing. Not sure when that'll go up, but uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter. You can see me on there. So, you know, I'm wherever. <laughs> He's where on Twitter. You have to let us know, Tyler. It's it's at it's at Tyler Parker, but without the E's at Mm. T-Y-L-R-P-A-R-K-R. There's a lot of Tyler Parkers in in, in the Twitter sphere. So I had to, you know, kind of get a little creative. But only one on the ringer. Only one. (laughs) As far as I know. Yeah, (laughs) Tyler. Great stuff. You're always welcome back on the show. Talk soon. Yeah, man. Hey, Combo Nation, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to punch down on that subscribe button if you haven't already. Rate and review the show as well. Big shouts to Tyler for joining in. We appreciate you. Share this episode. Share it on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Share it on your IG stories and tag me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Be on the lookout for episode 370 Combo out.